Welcome to That You May Grow Thereby, a work of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. We are located at 18 Scott Drive in Florence, Kentucky. Our phone number is 859-371-2095. You can also visit us at www.nkcofc.com. And now, that you may grow thereby. Thank you for listening to That You May Grow Thereby. My name is Greg Littmer. I am one of the elders of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 1-9, through 9, the Apostle Paul wrote the following, Now, concerning the things about which you wrote, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. But because of immoralities, let each man have his own wife, and let each woman have her own husband. Let the husband fulfill his duty to his wife, and likewise also the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. And likewise also the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Stop depriving one another, except by agreement for a time that you may devote yourselves to prayer and come together again, lest Satan tempt you because of your lack of self-control. But this I say by way of concession, not of command. Yet I wish that all men were even as I myself am. However, each man has his own gift from God, one in this manner and another in that. But I say to the unmarried and to widows that it is good for them if they remain even as I. But if they do not have self-control, let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn. We don't know for certain all of the questions that the Corinthian brethren had written to Paul concerning marriage. However, an examination of what Paul wrote gives us a pretty good idea, at least, of some of what they were asking about. It is apparent that the relative desirability of being married or single was involved in their questions, as well as whether or not one state or the other was better or required. Paul began his answer under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit by showing that marriage is not a moral obligation bound upon all people. Perhaps some were saying that it was required for all to be married, or at least to be in the process of looking for a mate. Paul wrote, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Perhaps some were teaching that celibacy was an inherently better way of life. Paul wrote, let each man have his own wife, and let each woman have her own husband. It is obvious from 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 1 and 2, that Paul is teaching that both states are lawful. It is no sin to marry, provided one has the right to do so, and it is no sin to remain unmarried. Some may feel that celibacy is best for them and have the gift to remain that way. Let them remain single. Others, lacking that particular gift, recognize that marriage is the most desirable state for them. Let them marry. Certain things are important to remember in the discussion of this issue. First of all, the Apostle Paul is not seeking to elevate celibacy above marriage. In creation, God looked over what he had wrought and said in Genesis 2 and verse 18, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. God created the woman for the man and brought the two together. In Ephesians chapter 5 verses 22 through 33, The Apostle Paul used the marriage relationship to illustrate the intimacy and the beauty of the relationship of Christ and his church. In 1 Timothy chapter 4 verses 1 through 3, 
Paul said that those who forbid marriage were paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. The Hebrew writer put it this way in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 4. Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled, for fornicators and adulterers God will judge. We also recognize that 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 26 helps us to understand the entire chapter. There Paul wrote about the present distress, the present distress that the church was undergoing and that needed to be considered when they were making a decision along these lines. But generally speaking, marriage is the way that most people would go. On the other hand, to remain unmarried and celibate as a choice is commended to those who have the gift of self-control. Paul is definitely looking at that ability as a gift from God, whether under present distress or not. It brings to mind part of a discussion that Jesus had with some Pharisees and also with the disciples in Matthew 19. Starting in verse 9, Jesus said, And I say to you, whoever divorces his wife except for immorality and marries another woman commits adultery. The disciples said to him, If the relationship of the man with his wife is like this, it is better not to marry. But he said to them, Not all men can accept this statement, but only those to whom it has been given. For there are eunuchs who were born that way from their mother's womb, and there are eunuchs who are made eunuchs by men, and there are also eunuchs who made themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. He is able to accept this, let him accept it. Certainly there are certain advantages to remaining single, provided that one has the ability to subjugate his physical desires. One who is single, quite naturally, does not have the same cares that a marriage individual had. Paul addressed this point in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 32-34, through 34, when he wrote the following, But I want you to be free from concern. One who is unmarried is concerned about the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But one who is married is concerned about the things of the world, how he may please his wife and his interests are divided. And the woman who is unmarried and the virgin is concerned about the things of the Lord, that she may be holy both in body and spirit. But one who is married is concerned about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. It's the so whether in times of particular distress or not. But it's easy to see how in times of persecution it would have been especially true. Being single is not a state to be belittled. It can be a situation of special opportunities. Those who adopt the single state as a choice from the right motives and who possess the ability to control themselves are worthy of esteem. They can do so much in the service for the Lord. I have often found myself feeling sorry for single adults in the church, not because they are single adults, but because of the questions that they are so often asked. So, do you have a man or woman yet? How come you're not married? When are you going to get married? And the all-time insensitive statement ranking right up there with, you have put on some weight, is you aren't getting any younger, you know. Even those by virtue of circumstance, and perhaps not by choice, who find themselves to live their lives as single Christians, are to be held in honor if they use it to advantage. Thankfully, we don't hear the term old maid much anymore, but it is in my experience that some who have been called old maids have turned out to be the best of maids, faithful, godly women, and some men who have remained single, finding themselves unfettered by marital responsibilities, have demonstrated themselves to be patterns of excellence in the service of the Lord. 
each man has his own gift from God. That's what Paul wrote. Not everyone is the same, and aren't we thankful for that? Let's each serve God according to the ability that we possess and the situation that best enables us to serve him.